You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Projectile Warehouse. Find your perfect projectile. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is episode 7. My name's Rusty and with me tonight is Sean from STS Targets. How are you, Sean? Good, thanks, Rusty. Excellent, mate. So Sean is uh, our special guest here. We're actually on location at the uh, Southern Shooters Long Range uh, property and we're here to do some shooting and some filming tomorrow. Is that right, Sean? Yeah, it's going to be a great day for sure. Looking forward to it. So Sean, uh, your business is uh, STS Steel Targets, who are actually sponsors of this show from time to time. So thank you for your input into uh, what we're doing. That's, uh, no, you're welcome. Excellent. Um, tell us a little bit about STS Targets. Yeah, sure, Rusty. Um, well, as the name implies, STS targets. Um, we manufacture steel shooting targets for centerfire rifle, uh, pistol and rimfire uh, cartridges. Yep, um, So, yeah. Cool. So, tell us a bit more about the type of steel you use, because it's not just steel, is it? Yeah, that's right. Um, the, the steel primarily STS uses is what's called a Bisloy 500. It's a quenched and tempered hardened steel, so it, it, it's extremely hard and very durable. It's the it's the perfect steel for steel shooting um, because obviously, when you harden steel, it also becomes brittle, and right. and Bisloy five hundred is is just the right level of hardness um, to, to to perform well for shooting. So yeah, right. So if it was any stronger, it'd actually be well, not weaker. How, how yeah, it, it, it would be work? brittle and it would start cratering and wouldn't last as long. So. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. obviously any softer, it's not going to take the hits. That's right, yeah. So So what can we hit this with? What Your your targets, how can we how can we punish them, mate? Well, the, you can shoot, you can shoot you know, Biz 500 with anything. Um, right. The only variable is how, how close you can be. Okay. Um, yep. So it, it all depends on the velocity of the projectile. And, and, and obviously that's going to translate to, to distance. So if you're shooting a very fast caliber, mm-hmm. you need to put the target out a bit further. If you're shooting something slow, you can obviously bring it a bit closer. Okay. Yeah, right. So even big big stuff? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the, the, the magic number I sort of tell people is, is 2,700 feet per second at right. impact. Okay. So yep. if, if you're shooting a, a, a fast caliber that's, that's pushing 4,000 feet per second. Like a 250, Like a 250. 250. Yep. You, you know, you, you need to say, okay, well, at what point does that does that projectile drop below 2,700 feet per second? Mm-hmm. Once you work out that, that's your minimum shooting distance. Okay. So. Oh, that's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Sean, how did you get started with STS targets? Um, it actually started from paper targets. From paper? Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, um, as it, I mean, I've got an engineering background and, and recently, you know, getting back into the shooting game, um, I just wasn't satisfied with the with this, the standard paper targets I was shooting. So I wanted to know what what meant what. So You wanted more information, didn't you? That's right. So, an engineer. Yeah. so I'd, I ended up drawing a, a target, uh, paper target with, in, in, in minutes of angle it was. Yep. So it had a, you know, a quarter minute bullseye and then one minute grid. Um, and so, and I, and it worked really well for me because I, I had an MOA scope and I could use that to, to zero very quickly because my clicks aligned directly with the lines on the paper target. Yep. And I could easily through my scope get an indication of how my groups were rather than having to go down range. Yeah, very useful. Um, yep. And from that, um, I mean, I was, I think I was on a hunting trip once and, and one of the blokes had a, had a steel gong with him mm-hmm. and I don't know what size it was, about 12 inches, sort of a 
oh, weird round shape and we, we were plinking it. And um, and I was really impressed because, I mean, we were, we were hammering this target and I'm thinking, this is going to cop a flogging. But sure <laughs> enough, he pulled it back and there was nothing on. I'm like, what what is this made of? You know, he said, oh, it's, it's bismol, it's hard and steel. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And um, I was on the way back from the hunting trip. I looked at I thought, you know, I could... I want to make one of them, but yep. make it in minutes of angle. So it meant something. That's right. So so when I'm shooting it at 100 metres, I know, I know how big that target is. If I'm shooting it at 300 metres, I know how big that target is. And so if I can hit that consistently, yep. um, you know, I'm in I'm in the ballpark. I'm where I want to be. So and uh, so I'd, I'd actually the first one I designed was a was a diamond shaped target because I like diamonds to to align with the crosshairs easily. So oh yeah, sort of makes like, sense. You could get your, you know yeah, your top th- points and and yeah. if it's and if it's hanging vertically, you know you know you, you haven't got cant in your rifle because you've, you you got your crosshairs in in the right spot. Yep. Um, and I also produced a stencil to put uh, minutes of angle rings on it. So. You like your minutes of angle, don't you? Oh, yeah, I'm a bit of an MOA fan, sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's sort of how sort of started off. Um, you know, I, I made a few. I sold them to some friends and they really liked them. I ended up uh, selling a few on a, on a shooting forum and, and, and customers wanted more. So, it just took off from there. How long have you been running STS for, Sean? Uh, three years. We've just uh, just celebrated the anniversary of, so it's, um, and it's, it's been a busy three years. So, Sean, we've covered off the type of steel that you use, but what about your actual targets? What what designs and such do you do you run? Um, anything really. Um, do a lot of custom work, but um, sort of the standard STS products, uh, all sized uh, in minutes of angle. Sure. Um, uh, they're pretty much all sized in two minutes of angle, which uh, which sort of I've come up with as a as a comfortable shooting size. Yes. Um so obviously, you know, I've managed like a, a one, two, three, four and five hundred meter target. Each of those is actually two minutes of angle at that distance. Yep. So that gives you a you know, if you're shooting at two hundred meters, the two hundred meter target's gonna be quite comfortable to shoot. Yes. However, if you wanted to double that out to four hundred meters it becomes a one minute target. Yep. And then it gets a bit more challenging. So um yeah, so they're all sort of um size sort of that that's that that way. Yeah, excellent. And you, you have got a mill target, I see. Yes, I, I, um, I am an MOA fan, but um, I succumbed and um, have made a few metric targets. So I've got a, a one mill target at 100 metres and a one mill at 200 metres. Yep. Um, so that's sort of just helpful for people who want to practice their mill ranging, for example. Okay, yeah, um, sure. They can do that with their reticle. Absolutely. And you do an, a, a number of other targets as a sort of standard line. You, well, at least I think you do. You, your foxes and your rabbits and stuff. Yeah. Still I've offering them? Yeah, I'm still offering those. I've looked into, not looked into, but I uh, also manufacture something a bit more interesting. People don't just want to shoot round and squares. Yes. So obviously a couple of different size rabbits, you know, sort of like lifelike shape size rabbits and... um. A small fox target, which is which is a good practice target because yeah, if, if you can a couple of them, they're real good. If you can shoot a small fox, you can shoot a real fox. Yeah, um, true. So yeah, and also the metallic silhouettes as well. Um, I manufacture those all the way from from one fifth scale up to the full size for competition metallic silhouette shooting. So is that the rimfire ones, or you do both? All of them. Yeah. yeah. So one one fifth is the the twenty two rimfire. Yep. Um, and then you've got uh, one half, which is uh, often a pistol caliber. Okay. And full size, which is your full bore rifle. So. And so, for people not aware of what a metallic silhouette target is, what are, what are they? Um, it's animal shapes. There's there's four of them. There's a a, a chicken, which is the smallest, uh, yep. a pig, a turkey, and a ram. So, it's an internationally oh, yes. recognised um, discipline of target competition target shooting. 
Fantastic. And you do full sets of them as well. And you've done, have you done them for clubs? Yes, made them for a few clubs. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Um, you mentioned in their custom targets. I'm sure you've had some interesting stuff for them. Can you elaborate on what you do with the custom side of things? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, probably, I think I probably spend most of my time actually working on the custom stuff. You know, a customer would, would come to me and say, look, oh, Sean, I want to you know, target this shape or this size or, or, or whatnot. And I'll say, yep, no worries, and, and go away and, uh, and do the work on it. I mean, some of the interesting things, I've, I've, I've quoted everything from zombies to, you know, to odd shapes, uh, squares and circles or rectangles to as well as animal silhouettes you know full-size samba deer a full-size samba deer full-size sandwich wow that would be heavy yeah it was it was a couple hundred kilos um you know boar targets as well so anything really anything you can imagine um you can you can produce yeah for sure yeah okay have you got any um sort of uh interactive targets i mean your targets are reactive because they make noise and they move around um, but have you got anything a little bit different within that? Um, yeah, there's, there's, we've had one uh, reactive target, which is uh, a, a spring-loaded popper. Um, so okay. it's, it's, it sits on a base and you can, you can shoot it and it flicks down and flicks back up again. Yep. Um, so also there's a couple of the, 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 the smaller gongs I made are, are sort of like spinners. Yes. Um, STS also makes uh, a steel target frame, which is you know something that sort of all, all clicks together and and uh, you can mount uh, spinning targets on it. So when you shoot it, it's actually going to flip over over the bar and, and you know give a quite quite good reaction that way. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Anything else? Um, there's also bullseye targets. Um, what, what are they? Well, a bullseye target is like a, a standard circle target, but in the middle of it, there's another there's another target behind it and a hole, so that uh, if you're doing precision shooting, you know you've, you've got a big target to aim for, but you've yep. also got a, a smaller inner target. So when you hit that bullseye, you get a second reaction to what you would if you hit the outer edge. So. Yeah, so the middle one flips back yeah, up. Or, yep, yeah, sure. Nice. I guess that's good if you're trying to spot your shots as well. So if you're not quite on. As tight as you want to be, you get an indication of where your hits are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. cool. Excellent, mate. That's a that's not a bad idea. Mm, thanks. No worries. Now, um, have you you've done you do some accessories as well? Yeah, um, probably the one of the main uh, accessories in the STS line is actually the minute of anger ruler. Um, right. Yep. That was something which I I um, invented myself and and patented and is now as a you know a standard STS product. Excellent. Um, it came about from from when I was, uh, you know, doing a load testing or shooting and 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 shooting groups, and you particularly want to know, okay, how big is my group in minutes of angle? Yes, right. Um, so obviously, there's a number of ways to measure your shooting group. You can measure it with a ruler or verniers or a coin if you want to. Yep. But um, the trend obviously is is minutes of angle. You know, is my is my group sub MOA? So yeah, sure. So what yeah. I did is I took took that principle. And um, and turned it into sort of like a standard ruler, um, which outlines uh, MOA dimensions at different ranges. Okay. So if you're shooting at 100 meters, there's a scale for 100 meters. So you can go up to your target 100 meters. You can measure your group directly in minutes of angle. And that'll give you what quarters and halves. And yeah, it's in yep, it's in in point two five MOA. So 0.25, yeah, yep. so you can tell if you're 
if you're quarter under quarter under half that's under right a minute or not doing so well at four minutes yeah. well it depends <laughs> on the distance doesn't it so true it does multiple distances yeah that's right so there's uh the large ruler has got scales for uh one to five hundred meters or yards so one side of the ruler has got uh, meters scale and the other side's a yard scale but um it's also a handy tool for sighting in if you've got an moa scope then with quarter inch uh quarter inch or quarter moa turrets yes it'll line up with the ruler so if you're trying to zero, you know, and you're shooting X distance high, you can grab the ruler and measure it and say, okay, I'm shooting two and two point two five MOA high. And then yeah, then and you, you can adjust it perfectly in minute. That's right. You can adjust directly on your scope, and you're back on zero. So yeah, very good. And I've seen guys use it to work out their drop um, on a in, a in a manual way as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's another good application. So if if you're you know, if you want to work out a, your, your dope chart for your, for your long range shooting, you can you can shoot it at 100 meters, and then you can without making any scope adjustment, shoot at 200 meters, and then measure the MOA drop between your your point of aim and your point of impact. Yep. And the same thing with three, four, and five. So you can really easily just by shooting a few groups and using the MOA ruler, you can develop a really quick a dope chart for your for your rifle. And once again that data is going to be in MOA so it's going to be directly related to your scope. That's if you're right. Running an MOA scope of yep, course. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, very good, mate. And um you've got two versions of them? Yeah, two ver- one's uh is a is about 30 centimeters long, which is the the one that goes up to 500 meters and I've also developed a small pocket size ruler which yep. um is is only for 100 and 200 meters or yards, depending on which side. Yes. And that's sort of one designed just for load testing. So okay. it, it's got a much finer scale. I think it's 0.05 MOA is is, is yeah. the actual increment. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So if you're doing load testing at 100 or 200, you can get a really good MOA measurement on your group size. Very good. Uh, any other accessories or additions you do to your, your target line and your MOA ruler? Frames or anything um, yeah, obviously we've got uh, target frames which go with the gongs as well. So yep. um, it's sort of a, it's, it's been through a few revisions, but we're up to about revision three now of a, of a, uh, a sort of a portable target frame which you can just you know sort of push together and, and put together with a few pins and hang a number of different gongs on. So mm-hmm. um, we tried to keep it as universal as we can. So with the target frames, it's like okay, you you know you buy some hardware. Which is all the corner brackets and the and the target mounts, and then you buy the pole separate. So if you want a different size frame, you know, a large for a, for a one kilometer gong, yep, or a small frame for like a you know two hundred meter gong. So it's all it's all chop and change. No, oh, very good, so. and they're, they're obviously interchangeable then. Yeah, yep, for sure. So and your um, there's another bracket you do, which is the one that goes on the star dropper. Yes. I think that's really cool. Yes, the quick deploy, uh, quick deploy target that um, hasn't yet been been publicised, but uh, I'm in. Su- Whoops, sorry. Southern shooters have have got a few and um, getting really good feedback from those, so they will be on the market shortly. Yeah, well, I think they're um, an excellent, excellent target because they're very quick to. Um, get, can I explain what a cycle? Do you want to explain? No, what no, a cycle? go, go hardest. Yeah, they're they're. Um, uh, they sit on the back of the target, correct me if I'm wrong, and they've got a spring on them so that the target's angled down, which is obviously important for your ricochet. Yep. You can basically put in a star dropper anywhere you like, whack the target on at the appropriate height through the holes in the star dropper, and away you go. You, you, you're done. They're very quick to put up and set up. And, um, yeah, I think uh, you don't quite get the movement of the target so much as a confirmation, but you certainly, if you keep them within 600 metres, you get a good sound from them, um, I've found anyway. 
Yeah, no, nah, yeah, spot on there. So, um, the the whole intention of that one was was yeah, as, as I said, a quick deploy target. So something that you don't need to to take a stand with, something that's that's easy and quick to put up. So uh, as you mentioned with those, it's a uh, they come in three sizes. There's a there's an IPSC, a sort of a half size IPSC sort of coffin shape to display it to your listeners. Yep. coffin shaped target. Um, we've also got one of our 500 meter meter gongs, which is as I said before, two minutes of angle at 500 meters. Sure. And yep. uh, what I call a mini Ironman, which is the old IP IPDA, I think it is sort of like a torso sort of target. So a mini one of those. So. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's a it's an angled bracket which uh, which which bolts to these targets. There's a couple of springs in there. Slide it over the dropper, put a pin, in and you're done. So yeah, nice. But yeah, uh, yeah as as you mentioned, you know the sound. Obviously, because it's it's, it's more of a fixed target than a, a than a swinging target in the Torval Gong than the the, the uh, you know the normal setup. Yes. Yep. Um. You, the the reaction isn't as large, but you can still see clearly through a scope. You know where you're hitting because you get the you know you get the yeah, white paint. You can see it that gets removed, off. so you're going to get your big black dots. Um. You yep. still be able to see how you group it two, three, four hundred meters, which you can't do with paper. So yeah, yeah, excellent, mate. Very good. So tell us, Sean, about your shooting history. How did you get into this sport? Uh, sure. Um, I think pro- I've been shooting since, uh, to be honest, I can't remember. The earliest I've gone back is about 1985 um, when I was a lad. Um, my my family, I come from a family of shooters, so my grandfather my and my two uncles and my dad were all shooters. And um, I've actually still got their firearms in my safe at the moment, so they've been passed on to me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I grew up in the Riverland, and um, you know, it was it was just a pastime just to walk around the the acreage and and, and shoot stuff. So um, yeah, I've I've been shooting for yeah, well, I might tell how old I am, but a long time. <laughs> and uh, pro- we need to admit to it, mate. No, no, but, fair enough. Um, yeah, and sort of uh, there was a bit of a lapse when I when I went to high school and obviously went through uni. And yep. it's probably only been the last six years that I've seriously got back into it. And since then, as you know, it's sort of it's before it was fun. Now it's it's quite serious to me. And I, you know, <laughs> I, I love the I love the technical aspect and I love the skill involved. And I just love all sorts of shooting. So what so, type of shootings do you do? What do you anything and anything involving a firearm? So right. I've recently just got my H class. So you know, I'm I'm just getting into pistols and I'm I'm enjoying that. You know, what type of pistol shooting are you doing? Um, at the moment, I'm just just shooting steel challenge. Obviously, it's steel, so I've got to shoot it. So <laughs> okay. yeah, just you know, something you know. Yeah, yeah, stick with what you know. That's right. So yeah, I like I like the I like the, the the speed of pistols. Whereas with bolt action rifles, you know, you're limited. But with a pistol in semi-auto, you can just rattle them off. It's great fun. Yep. So yeah, pistols are fun. I love long range rifle shooting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love hunting, even even trap shooting. I'll do anything. So I'll okay. take. Yeah, do any, any option, not picky. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you had to choose one, what what would you be your favourite out of any anything you've tried? Uh, oh, that's a bit isn't mean. This, I can't uh, just choose one. This, this is where you meant to say shooting steel gongs, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look, no, 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 tell us what you actually what, what's your what you enjoy most, what you look forward what to. What I most. what I enjoy most is hunting. Hunting. Yeah. Yep. For me, target shooting is hunting practice. Yep. So you know. But unfortunately, I spend more time target shooting than hunting. But well, you got to you got to practice. That's right. That's, you got to yeah, practice. So. Practice makes perfect. But yeah, so hunting first. Second to that would be would be long range steel shooting for what, sure. What type of hunting do you do the most, or, or would you like to do more of? Oh, uh, look, I'd love to do more walk around hunting, but I just you know it's just 
the business is flat out. No, well, so nah, but I mean, of lately, it's mainly just been foxes and rabbits. You know? Yeah, so spotlighting sort of. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. so, is there any types of shooting, Sean? You want to try? Is there anything on the horizon for you? Yeah, look, I've been watching a few YouTube videos of the um, Precision Rifle series. Oh, and, right, and uh, we talk about that fairly regularly, I guess. And you know, that, I just look at that and I thought, oh, "That's awesome! Yeah, I need to have a absolutely. crack." And um, a little birdie told me that the Southern Shooters crew are, are looking at doing something similar. Yep. And um, you know, they've approached me for sponsorship, and I said, "Okay, yep, for sure, I'm in it." So. Cool. You know, um, that's, yeah, I think the challenge of, you know, various distances, weird shooting positions, long range, I think that's just awesome, so. Yeah, and and time limits, don't forget time limits. Yeah, time limits, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And so, if I got my data right, STS actually designing a stage for that shoot? Yes, that might be the case. Um, <laughs> Can you tell us anything about it without uh, giving too look, much away? Not or? yet. No? Hopefully, it's all it's, hush hush. Hopefully, it's going to be a good, fun challenge for for people to shoot. You know, so are we gonna are we gonna see a new target from you for it, or is it? Gonna yeah, be, I might come up with something special for that. Something different. We'll have to see what happens. Is that going to be then available to the the market? Uh, or? It, it depends how long it takes me to make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Good. Have you got, um, has STS got any, any new developments on the horizon apart from obviously whatever target you're going to design for that? Or is there, is there anything else in the works in the next 12 months? Um, we've got the Shot Expo, Sydney Shot Expo is coming up in June next year. So, yep. um, you know, that should be pretty good. Looking so, forward to the road trip for that. So you're suggesting that any any of our Sydney listeners should be expecting you? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Plenty, so. of, uh, plenty of targets? Yes, we'll be, we'll be, uh, we'll be pl- trucking plenty over. So, um Hopefully there's some for everyone. And are you willing to make a commitment that you have a new design for the, the Sydney uh, Sydney show? Look, I won't commit to that. Oh, um, come on, we're going uh, for an exclusive, Sean. <laughs> I mean, I'm always working on new stuff. Yeah. And there's, I'm constantly working on new stuff. But I'm, I'm, very, I'm very picky about my designs. Sure. So yep. if something doesn't work, I won't sell it. That's so, a really good way to be. So it may be, a, I might get through five different designs of different reactive targets or different things that, that you know, I make and I test and I'm like, nah, that's a waste of time. I'm not, I don't want to stick my name on that. Yep. Um, that's so, a really good way so to be. So having said that, I'm not going to promise anything. Um, <laughs> okay. If that's, a, if that's a reasoning, then fair enough. Yep. That's all right. And, and yeah, I've certainly seen the, I've seen a few of your prototype designs of stuff that hasn't actually eventuated because you've never been happy with how they've, uh, how they've ended up. And then others have seen come through all the way to fruition and been very popular. Yep, yep, no, for sure. So, I mean, if something only works half the time, I'm not going to sell it. Yep. I don't, I'm, I'm not interested in selling stuff to people who, who, who are dissatisfied with it when they get it. So. Yeah, nice, mate. Sean, I guess we've got a lot of shooters who have been shooting for a long time, but we also have a bunch of shooters listening that have... Uh, only really just found this precision rifle and long range sort of gear. Is there any advice that you'd be able to that that you've discovered in in what you're doing and your shooting that you could pass on? Oh, that's a tricky one. I know. I like to ask you the tough questions, yeah. mate. But I know you've shot a lot, and I know you've got a lot of experience with obviously targets um, and making them, but also in, in shooting them. I know you've put a, plenty of rounds down range yeah. in doing so. I, I think my advice to a new shooter is buy one gun and practice. 
right? As in buy one caliber. Don't buy a, a 223, a 308, a 300 win mag, a 6 mil, a 260, and try and learn all of them because you're just wasting your time. Yep. My opinion is is get one and learn it. You know, practice, and then once you once you feel comfortable that you know you you know your dope, you you know everything, and then maybe look step out to it. Okay, now I'll get a 300 win mag and start shooting a bit longer range. Don't don't sort of some master your guns as you. That's are. right. Yeah, rather try and try and be a, a master of one rather than you know amateur at all of them, which is what I am. <laughs> is is this talking from my <laughs> own experience? Is yes, it? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good, Sean. That's certainly good advice, and um, yeah, certainly would would agree with you. It's uh, yeah, if you can get to know one or get to know the process really well on one gun, it can. I think it then can be applied to a number of guns once you've mastered how to do that process. And yeah, get to know your one gun really well. For sure, it's easier, easier, not easy, but it's easier to replicate. I mean, something I'm finding is is time is an issue. I mean, for, I mean, I've you know. I've basically got four main centerfire rifles, and it's like, okay, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some load development on all four. That takes a long time, you yeah. know. And, and it's like, if if I just had one that I concentrated on and just spent all my time behind and perfected, and then okay, yep. that's done. Put it in the safe, you know, and and then, then, and then step out. So okay, so I've got it. So a three hundred eight, and I want to, I want, I'm happy with that. I'm ha- I'm confident to shooting all ranges out to seven eight hundred meters, and now I want to shoot further. Yes. So then, then you once you once you've done that. Then you get your 300 win mag or your 338 if you want to go that way and, and start playing long stuff. So, Cool. I mean, t- tell us about your collection. What have you got in this uh, precision type uh, style of rifle? Uh, look, not a lot. Um, probably I'm, I'm building up a 300 win mag for the Southern Shooters field. Yep. Competition thing. Yep. That's yep. the one. Whatever it's called. The name eludes me in the moment. Uh, so that was done by uh, Nick at Addiction Custom Engineering. He's yep. he's true to that's a Remington 700, which he's uh, trued up for me and and whatnot. And obviously he's got a big break on there to deafen everyone shooting next to me. And <laughs> that's very kind um, of you, there, Sean. Yes, and it's uh, you know sitting in a HS3 stock, which I'm really happy with. That's um, the MDT. The MDT HS3. Yeah. yeah. You happy with that? It's gone well. Yeah, I'm I mean, look. It's quite a heavy stock. Yeah, okay. Um, but if you're shooting prone with the 300 wind mag, I think heavy stock's good. That's a good thing, yeah, absolutely. Um, and with the brake on it as well, it's not that bad. It's quite manageable in terms of recoil. You put a different trigger on that, didn't you? Yeah, I've, I How went... How's that gone? Uh, it's okay. It's I went with uh, a trigger te- a trigger tech trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's quite, it feels quite good. It's quite crisp, but... It's uh, I don't like it in the fact that you can get it to to slam fire if you if you're really rough with the bolt. Yeah, right. Um, so it's not ideal. No, so I'd probably like that change that out to a Timney at some point. So. Yep. All in good time, I guess. Yeah. And you've got a, a break on it? Is anything particular? No, just a, just a, a one that Nick put on there for you. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a break that Nick made up for me and put that on, so that works really well. Okay. Um, cool. So yeah, no, I'm really happy with it. Has a good effect on the recoil on the 300 wind mag because they can be quite punishing. I yeah, it is. It's 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 definitely brought it down to at least a 308, if not a bit under. Um, I mean, big heavy stock and it's a heavy varmint barrel. It's about 25 inches. Yeah, okay. Um, yep. So the whole setup's quite heavy. Yep. Um, so, but no, it's 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 really manageable to shoot. So. And what glass have you got on top uh, of that? Got a Night Force NXS five to twenty two. So in obviously in MOA. Of course, yeah, with the <laughs> MOAR radical, yeah, yeah, 
Okay, yeah, very good, mate. Mm. Nice. And um, and so that's one you've been working on the most recently. Yeah, that's sort of my my long range setup. Yeah. Um, my other ones are just factory rifles. Um, I've got a, a couple of tickers, uh, and a Howler as well. That was the first uh, sort of centerfire I bought. Was a Howler when I was on a budget. Yeah, they get so, pretty well though. Yeah, it's a little two two three. It's it's quite good. Yep. Um So good little fun pink. Fun plinker, but um, my main, my sort of main hunting rifle, spotlighting rifle, was my as my Tiger twenty two two fifty. So yeah, um, I just love that rifle. It's so accurate. Um, I've also put a brake on it as well. Some people might smirk <laughs> and saying, "Why do you put a brake on a twenty two two fifty? You can see your shots, I guess." It's exactly right. You yeah. Know, if, okay. if you're spotlighting, you pull the trigger, you don't get any jumper at all. So yeah, I watch can your, that's, watch your hit. You can see it. You can you can watch the fox fall over through the scope. Yeah, cool. um, and if you, you know if you miss, which which does happen, you can do a quick follow up and still be on target. So yeah, okay, it's it's loud for sure. I bet, but yeah. uh, but for that reason, it's awesome. Yeah, nice, mate. Very mm. good. What do you got sitting on uh, glass wise on top of that? That's another night force as well. Okay, uh, no so yeah, that's the that's a uh, three point five to fifteen by fifty six yep. NXS. So in MOA MOA R radical. Of course, seems to be a theme. Yeah. Do you know? Do you own anything, Will? No, look, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. Okay. I've, I've, I've jumped to the dark side and got a... <laughs> what do you mean the dark side? <laughs> I've got a... Oh, is this an episode seven reference? Is yeah. Because we're yeah. in episode seven. Oh, yes. I thought someone was going to drop one of them. Yeah, <laughs> good on you. No, I've got a, a Bushnell on my 308, which is in Mule. Um, so, okay. Mule, Mule Reticle. So, first vocal plane. That's quite good, actually. I'm quite liking that. Nice, mate. So, yeah, yeah, very good, mate. It's always interesting to hear what people are running and, and what, um, yeah, what equipment they've got uh, working for them. It's mm. Very good, mate. And yeah, you're happy with those? Yeah, yeah, very happy with all my with all my setup. So, do you have anything on the horizon? What we, what you would get? No, I know you just gave advice to work really with the guns you've got. So let's take that as a granted. But if you if you were to buy something different, uh, I, I think I'm I'm satisfied for rifles for now. Yep. Um, the the three hundred is is still sort of not complete. And I still got a lot of load development to do. I really want to see yeah. how how I can get how tight I can get that with with you know some good high BC burgers. Sure. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't work, I'll probably look at rebarreling that to a match barrel. At the moment, it's just running a standard Remy uh, varmint barrel. Yes. Um, yeah. so that's probably where I'd put any money and okay. and, and a new trigger. Um, in the future, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'll you know. I'm I'm just getting into pistols, so oh okay, so um, you're throwing all your money. Yeah, into that. so money is certainly going to go down that drain shortly. Yeah, that'd be worth uh, the uh, 15 meters you shoot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on steel. <laughs> on steel, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you wouldn't shoot anything else, would you? No. no SDS starting from paper. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, mate. Excellent, Sean. Well, thanks heaps for coming in tonight. Well, no, now we're down here about to ready to ready to shoot tomorrow, but thanks for taking the time to actually uh, talk to us about your targets and about no. your shooting and. All that sort of gear. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been good fun. Very good. Sure. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, hopefully if uh, we'll put all the uh, the details of how to get in contact with STS into the show notes. And um, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Projectile Warehouse. Find your perfect projectile.